Grace, mercy, and peace be yours today from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Why do you not believe me? Jesus asks in the gospel today. Jesus asks this of the Jews. Why do you not believe me? And the Jews answered scornfully, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Now in our days, people are generally more polite than that. If you were to ask an unbeliever, Why do you not believe in the Lord Jesus? They'll say something more like, I cannot. I would like to, but I cannot. Many years ago, a pastor had a conversation with a congressman on a train near Washington. The congressman told the pastor that nearly all the other congressmen were not Christians. They were unbelievers. And that he, too, was an unbeliever. But he was not happy about it. His mother, the congressman's mother, was a devout Christian. And he knew that she was a happy woman. But as for himself, he could not bring himself to believe the Christian doctrine. But he desired very much that he could do so and therefore be a happy man. In the course of this conversation, the pastor discovered the obstacle. The politician himself, this congressman, had contrived this obstacle that kept him from the faith. He had set in his mind the idea that to be a faithful believer... You must, to a certain extent, be ignorant, and that you must be prone to superstition. So the congressman preferred to be an unbeliever and to claim for himself the identity of a highly educated man, a well accomplished man, not bound with old traditions. My friends in Christ, do not be deceived by those who say they would like to believe but cannot because they were highly educated, studied the laws of nature, or they've traveled and seen so much of the world. Do not be deceived by those who would say that Christians must be ignorant. Do not be fooled. For you to think that you are just superstitious. Unbelief in Jesus Christ does not monopolize the truth. It never will. Learning and education and historical facts are not barriers against the Christian faith. Why? Because the true cause of unbelief 
is always found in the will of man. If an unbeliever sincerely examines their own heart, honestly, they will find one of two things. One, they do not want to part from a pet sin. Or two, they do not want to put up with the things that a true believer must endure. So, they simply do not want to hear the truth. That is why so many people cannot believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Simply because they do not want to hear the truth. Jesus asks in our gospel, which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? The Jews here cannot convict him of sin, and they know it. But also, they do not admit to his holiness. With these things, they prove that they are opposed to the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. Now, the Jews had God's word. Moses and the prophets all spoke of the works that the Messiah was to perform. And Jesus did exactly that. Being opposed to the truth results in resorting to lies. Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? They could not answer the Lord's question. For their conscience is bearing down upon them. They know they are doing wrong. They don't have any excuse for their unbelief. They simply did not want to hear the truth. Now today... There are people who do not believe in Jesus because some feel they are too educated, too advanced in wisdom. They know better. They're too enlightened by their own thoughts. And yet, facts are stubborn things. Here's a fact. Some of the greatest thinkers were Christians. Why do so many people not believe? The fault lies in their sinful heart, which cannot bear the truth. You know, I, I've heard others say, I wish I could believe. So what do we do as Christians? We invite them. Come and see. Come and hear. Do you know what creates faith? Why then don't they come? Why then do they not want to hear the word of God that creates faith? Why do they avoid preaching? Why do they avoid reading their Bible? They simply do not want to hear the truth. They cannot part from a pet sin and or they do not want to put up with the things that true believers must endure. Now, some people choose for themselves not to believe because their sin is very public. And that sin is popular in the eyes of the world. Cohabitation. Living together outside of a godly marriage 
is a self-glorifying sin that dishonors God. And it's public. And it's very popular. I'd say it's the most popular public sin. It's also very difficult for someone to part from that pet sin. It's also difficult to put up with the ridicule that a true believer does. You're waiting until marriage to live together? That's just so old-fashioned. Yet there are others who choose not to believe because their sin is very, very private. And the admission of the divinity of Jesus Christ would make their bones shudder. A conscience so deeply troubled that their stomach turns. Rather than face the divinity of Christ, they choose to turn away. Admitting to Jesus as God would be completely objectionable. In spite of overwhelming, resi- in spite of overwhelming evidence of the resurrection. Jesus is God. And Jesus attests to his divinity. If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say, He is our God, but you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you, but I do know him and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Abraham, Abraham had believed in Jesus as the seed in whom all the nations of the earth should be blessed. Yet before Abraham was even made, before Abraham was a creature of God, Jesus says, I am. For Jesus is not a creature of God. Jesus is eternal. Jesus is God. This is very plain to hear. These are very clear words of Scripture that the Holy Spirit is giving unto you today. This is just as clear as Jesus saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. This is as clear as St. Paul saying, The Christ, who is God, over all, blessed forever. As plain, as clear, and clear as St. John saying, Jesus Christ is true God and eternal life. Even the demons believe and shudder. In today's gospel, the ones who chose to not believe, the ones to, who chose to not hear the truth, picked up stones to throw at him. They could not find words to express their displeasure. In the face of full truth, they ran out of lies. 
Jesus' assertion of his divinity enraged unbelievers. And their demons made them act like madmen. Those who chose not to admit Jesus as God. Those who choose today not to admit Jesus as God. In spite of overwhelming historical facts of his resurrection, they shall declare the gospel as foolish because they don't want to hear the truth. But the truth does so much more than just set you free. The truth does convict a sinner. The truth convinces a sinner that their actions are sins. And sinners on Good Friday will do much more than throw stones at Jesus. They will sin against the body and blood of Jesus. Sinners will drive nails into divine flesh and hang them from a cross. And yet, in this astounding substitution for you is the death of divine flesh that forgives your sin. In your amazing redemption, in your reversal of fortune, you will never see nor taste death. Keeping the truth of Christ in your heart has sanctified you. It forgives you all your sins. A death has occurred on Calvary. Written in history. A fact that redeems you from all your transgressions. Your sins are no longer your sins. That's the truth. The word of truth now sanctifies you and makes you holy. And it convinces you to part from your pet sin. Once you hear the truth, you believe it in your heart. Truth be told, Jesus is God. And on the third day, after Good Friday, the glory of God the Father raised God the Son from the dead. The evidence is overwhelming. Facts are truly stubborn things. Easter is a true story. Because Jesus saw death and conquered it, you shall never see it. What does this mean? Just like when you fell asleep last night. You don't know how it happened. It just happened. And just as you woke up this morning and you arose, so also it shall be when you arise suddenly on the last day and never know how you entered and passed through death. It's all done for you. It's all done for you. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Please stand for the offertory. <clears throat>